episode six of the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Welcome to the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast, where we share the stories of athletes and the community that supports them through being real and authentic about their journey. I'm your host, Jacoby Gillum. Today's episode, we have Ginger DeWirth. Ginger is a, is a softball player for the Netherlands national team. We go a little about her journey, most importantly about how she used her platform to help save her dad's life through one Facebook post that went viral. Hope you enjoy. So growing up, Ginger, so as um, an athlete, what was like your biggest goal? Well, softball isn't, or isn't, it is not big. And playing sports is not like in the States that you do it like college-wise or high school-wise. No, if you want to play sports, you have to do it in your own time. So for me, softball started as something fun with friends and basically and mostly with my dad. We always played together. We were always throwing. I was always pitching. And he was just my, yeah, my, my biggest, yeah friend but also biggest softball fan and everything so yeah it was mostly to spend a lot of time with him i remember you telling me that that in the netherlands it's like softball or sports in general is it's done outside of school in the state it's kind of very connected so how mm-hmm. did you kind of manage do softball in school like how did like the whole process work with that well it's been hard of course it's been hard but i really wanted to combinate everything and be good at anything at everything at once so, of course, I had to make some choices and I wanted to do uh, or I tried some the other sports. But at the end, I always made the choice for softball because I don't know, I always had talent, I guess. So then it's easier to stick with that. And I don't know, I think I was 13. We, the first time I had to travel for softball, we went with the Little League to Poland. That's in Europe. And then the second time I already went to the States when I was 14 to Seattle. And I was like, damn, this is what I want to do. This is like the girls are playing softball like every single day. That's the dream. Yeah, I want to be able to go to the Olympics and do yeah, do what I love to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I just decided that whatever it's going to take, I want to do it both. And that's going to take a lot of my free time, but uh, it's worth it. Definitely. So how was your family kind of involved? Like your dad was a big part of you kind of pursuing a dream. So how did it kind of help you get developed as a player? Yeah, mom and dad both because they're still together. But yeah, both they were a big influence. They always supported me, gave me a lot of trust, but not the yelling on the side kind of way. And they didn't mm-hmm. make me like at, my mom always said, as soon as you feel like it's an obligation, you're going to quit because that's not what we want you to be looking at a sport like that. You need to be having fun when you're at the field. It should be something on the side that that's going to be your like little relief thingy. And well, like as soon as I started, yeah, traveling and playing tournaments abroad and being in a national team, my dad became sick for the first time. So it was like, it came my relief spot. It was my place, basically the only place where I just forgot about the fact that he was sick all the time. So what year was that when your dad got sick? The first time he got cancer, I was 13, so that was 2003, 2004, yeah. So, you, so you're saying that it kind of became more like an escape for you in a way? Yeah, right? it, was, it, it, it was my escape, yeah. It was the only oh, thing that made me not think about that. Yeah, the worst thing was that we had to say goodbye because during the 
during the surgery well he always he always had back pain issues so and then after like a, a year of all these tests and everything they were like well we figured something that's really not normal in your uh your blood so they they kept a little track record of that and then they found something on his kidney that was like a little we call it a polyp i don't know if that's the english word as well but it was there found a little spot on his kidney and then that grew in three months three months from like a half centimeter to like a pineapple and they were like well this is bad so we have to get you into surgery and during the surgery they figured out that it was cancer and then his one kidney was already yeah damaged through all cancer so they removed the tumor and the kidney and then during the surgery, um, his lung collapsed. So that was a thing that wasn't really fun. And then a day later, he got a bacterial infection in his in his wound. So he was in intensive care. And they told us, yeah, you have to say goodbye because it's probably not going to make tomorrow. Well, and that's not really the, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think, the worst thing I ever had to do, to say goodbye to your dad. Uh, while you don't really you, you don't really know what's going on because you're 13 and your dad is like your your big prince you should marry somebody that's gonna look like your dad he's your hero and then well for nine years he was cancer free and in between he always like he's the troublemaker he always has something going on with his with his health so he had a lot of things in between but after nine years and I've I found out that I was selected for the world championship in Holland in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. And then he got the, uh, the news that first of all, he had cancer again. And second of all, yeah, all the other stuff with his kidney and it was not, it was not good at all. So it was really, I don't know. He was free, cancer free for nine years, but it came back, but a different kind of cancer. And no, yeah. They tried to remove it, and that was all good, but then his kidney failed. So, so yeah. While this is all happening, are you still, like, playing every day, or just how are they kind of mixing their softball with that, kind of being there for your dad and kind of being your sport, passing your softball? Well, um, <laughs> even during that time, I always I always played. I, okay. I'm, the ty- I'm the type of girl. I have, uh, how do you say it, ADHD, so I'm really busy, but um, – not yeah, like I'm, I can manage it, but it's I, I need to be busy and I want to be busy. So that's what I also did during all of this because like I had to make tests for my new work because I just got a new job and I was living on my own and I had national team and I had my club team and I had everything going on together. So yeah, that's just kind of how I am. I just always mix everything in. And this was also something that I just went switched on to survival mode and it was just getting through day by day. And just as soon as I'm on the field, I could forget about it and just go okay. through the routine and do whatever it, it takes to get him alive by the end of the Definitely. day. Yeah. So, so, so I'm guessing during this time for him, that it was kind of hard for him as well. So like, were you kind of more of like his rock kind of seeing you maybe like playing softball kind of on your dream? Was, it, was that kind of helping him? keep fighting maybe or what do you think about that I hope I hope so that's what I that's what I hope it did I can remember still the day that like we got the news that his kidney was failing and we had to look for a kidney donor because you cannot be on a list if you're not cancer free for five years or that's the ruling in the Netherlands and then I I knew well I told him you're gonna get my kidney and he said no you're not gonna do that because you're not gonna be able to play softball on the level you do right now 
I was like, well, then you, you, you cannot, yeah, like you cannot decide for me if I want to. And then I called with the hospital and they told me, no, we're not going to do it because you're too young. And if you want to have kids, it's going to be, it, it can be a lot of trouble with one kidney. So I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to do something else because I'm not it's, yeah, the type of girl that's going to wait and sit around. So what I did, I, yeah, I wrote down our story and I said, I'm going to post it. I already posted it on Facebook. I said, dad, this is on Facebook right now. And I know you're probably not going to like it because people don't know that you're sick. We're not that type of family. I said, but I'm going to do this because this is the only way I can help you out because you're not like, you're not letting me give me my kidney. So this is the only way that we're going to find a kidney. So this is what I'm doing. It's already out in the open. So I hope you like it. And then he started reading and he started crying. He's like, uh, first of all, really, thank you. I never thought that somebody could ever do this for me, but yeah, you're my baby. So I know you, yeah, somebody would, but, and then second of all, yeah, it was really weird. It felt like coming out, but that's like the wrong word, but it's like how it felt like Because My dad is always, he has his own shop and he's always working and everybody always saw him working and I, I wasn't really talking about the fact that he was sick all the time. So nobody really knew how bad um, his health was until I posted everything on Facebook. So that was kind of an eye opener as well. Yeah. So once you made that post, what happened next? Did it like to go viral? In the <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I reached like 22,000 people in one day. And that's wow. like a lot for the Netherlands, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we got, we got some people that emailed me for TV shows and for paperwork and for everything. But my dad want, didn't want to do like anything like, yeah, he didn't want to have too much, too many eyes on him. So this was already too much. So we decided to only do the local paper because, because of his shop, people should know like what's going on because they could read about it now. So we did our little story in the paper and um, everything else just went through Facebook and all of that. Yeah. It's not that we looked for any social media, other stuff. It was just Facebook and the paper. That's awesome. You can kind of use your platform to make a difference in the world. You can much save your dad's life from putting post. Yeah. I don't really, I don't always like social media, but for this fact, I really do like social media. And it's weird because for other people, uh, emailed me if I could help them out finding a kidney and all those four other people find the kidney also through Facebook and their story. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. How long did it take for you, your dad to find a kidney after that post? Well, you're not going to believe it, but I think I posted it in July, the end of July. And we heard he had a, a, a perfect donor for Christmas. So it only took us like two and a half months, three months. Wow. Yeah, and they removed his kidney, like the, the piece that was left. They had to remove it in January, and then he had to go on dialysis for six weeks, and then he received his, uh, other, the, like, the donor kidney. And the donor is really doing fine. We just, we ate with her the other day to celebrate the birthday of the kidney, but <laughs> that's weird, but we do that. We celebrate the birthday, and yeah, she's all fine. She's all fine. She's really good and she's happy and she's really happy that she decided to do it. But she lost friends. She lost people in her, like in her uh, home situation that weren't accept accepting the fact that she wasn't saving her organs for her sister's children. But she said, yeah, she had a personal wow. story to it, well, to it as well. Her dad received a donor. So that's why he, her dad was living longer than 
he otherwise should have. And she was like, I'm a donor, like when I'm dead, but why should I wait and help people, help somebody and whole family right now? And I can live and continue and see what, what kind of good I did to somebody in somebody's life and the whole family's life. So she, yeah, she really was already thinking about doing something like this. Power of Facebook, you know? Yeah, amen to Facebook right now. Amen yeah. to Facebook. So, yeah. so after your dad gave a new kidney, and yeah. then you started something called Softball for Cancer. Yes, Softball Against Cancer. Well, it's kind of been um, Sven Heyer. He's a baseball player, and he played in the States as well. I, I don't know for sure, but I thought it was the Twins organization. But yeah, he came back, and he started Baseball Against Cancer, first of all. And then it was been running for five years, and I... Well, it was kind of the same time we, we, we contacted each other and I was like, well, it's such a shame that's not for softball. I like, can I have or do the softball part? And he was like, Jin, I just wanted to ask you if you want to do it, but it's still like short time with your dad. I was like, no, I want to do this. I really need to do this. And now we already have it for two years. It's softball against cancer. And the day after is baseball against cancer. And what we do is we, um, have a give a clinic for only 10 euros per kid it's like not like it's 10 euros it's like I think that's like about 12 bucks and they have classes from 10 in the morning until four in the afternoon and we just teach the the kids play better softball so I have the whole national team is coming and the young national team and I have all the international players we have and it's really a lot of fun and because they don't pay, they don't have to pay a lot of money. They spend so much money on um, fundraising. They send, spend so much money on our merchandise. They buy shirts, sweaters. It's crazy. Um, that That's how we raise most of the money. And then at the end, I think with the two days last year, we raised 16,000 euros. So that's about, I think, $18,000. Wow, that's, that's awesome. So what day is it going to be this year? Um, it's not revealed yet, so you're going to have the the you're going to be the first one to know then. So okay, um, it's going to be the first of May. So it's going to be first Tuesday, the first of May, and then baseball against cancer is the second of May. But this year's I'm going to take it at a higher level. My dreams are not done yet, so I'm going to make it even better and bigger. Right now we're reaching like 160 kids yearly, like the last two years, but I want to reach more. Because I think our softball ever can level can be way better. So what I we we're trying to get some sleeping accommodations, like to get yeah, being able to sponsor us and get more children out of the other side of the country. Because for you guys, it's normal to drive three hours for like just a weekend trip. Yes, but for us, that's like oh no. So yeah, I'm trying to do that. And on the other side, I'm trying to get everybody involved. So Wow, that's awesome. You're doing, I know. doing big things. Doing yeah, big things it's year. gonna it's gonna be really big this year. It's gonna be I'm wanna have everybody involved. All the layers. I wanna have parents, yeah. I wanna have coaches, I wanna have volunteers, I wanna have people there that are not like like you and me are able to do whatever we're like capable of doing i want us like the younger kids i want to see that they're like fortunate to play like that you know it could be way different and i want to have them also like connecting and see that they can like learn from each other i don't know yeah i want to take it big <laughs> the dreams aren't done yet <laughs> the dreams are finished for sure no 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 
Jay Burns finished. So as you're building this, I know you, like your biggest goal is personally at the Olympics, right? But how, yes. does, how are you kind of going about um, that journey as well? Um, well, we're having now funds again. So since March this year, we have received money. So it's now my job again. So on the, on the side, I do have a different job because I do also work on the side. But mm-hmm. right now we play, we practice uh, every morning from 7.30 till 9.30. And then we practice in the afternoon from four to six. And in between you're able to go to school or, or do work or do whatever. And we do that for five days a week right now from Monday to Friday. And then from January on, you have your club team that's going to be involved again. So you have two night practices. So after the, usually it's the Tuesday and Thursday night, you have practices from eight till 10. And then on Saturday, you have competition. Damn busy. Yeah, it's going to be pretty busy. And then three afternoons, I'm working also at, in the financial advertising, all that stuff. So it's going to be a bit busy, but good. I like to be busy. <laughs> I know, like we mentioned earlier, how it's like like school and sports are separate. In, in the States, you know, you have softball, you can go to college and go and go pros. If someone's listening and, they, like, and they're overseas, how would you advise them to kind of go about pursuing that? that professional dream as, a, as an athlete when the, if, if, like if their country or whatever doesn't really kind of support that mission? First of all, it's all about the effort. So if, you're, if, you're, if your country is not supporting it or make sure you find people in your surrounding that do believe in your dream because that's what you need to do. You need to convince people that they need to believe in your dream. And then if they, if you, first of all, it starts with you. You need to believe in your dream. Like you don't need anybody else to believe in you. You need you. And as soon as you believe, you can convince other people to believe. And then you can, I think you can build people around you or look for people around you. Of course, it's not going to be easy, but maybe if you want to, I don't know. I know a girl of my team, she's going to Japan right now, just because some Japan player came to us. She sent a movie. She went asking, she like the Japanese player and she just asked around and now she went there. It's like a little showcase and they offered her a contract. I think yeah dreams can be as big as you are willing to think about and see boundaries i think there aren't any boundaries as as long as you believe in yourself make sure you're seen like if you think you're good enough to play pro if you're good enough to be somewhere else than you're at right now make sure you train really hard film everything you've got and make sure the right people receive that or ask people just be really like out in the open about what you want because otherwise you're never going to reach it Wow, that's good stuff. Definitely. <laughs> sorry, this is gonna be deep. <laughs> yeah, you get deep over here, but I like sorry, it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, it's the truth. You kind of gotta believe in yourself first before you can really pursue your goals. You don't believe in yourself, like you were saying, and it's not gonna happen for you. I think that's definitely great that you mentioned that. But what's next for Ginger? Like, what's your next big step? My next big step. First of all, I just wanna. I I want to be better. I want to be more fit. I want to be stronger. Of course. I, um, upcoming year, we, I hope, really hope we're going to the States in May because we want to play more games on higher levels. So we need to go to the States to play against MPF teams, probably the Scrapyard Dogs because Britt, my teammate, she's playing for them. And we're going to Japan in July to play the the Toyota Cup. So that's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, I want to make the selection for the Worlds. Because probably it's going to be a qualifier, and I want to be part of the whole ride. So I want to, I want to go to the world. Yeah, of course. Have we kind of geared for softball gets cancer time? 
is there any hope for you maybe to kind of make that more of um like international push with that maybe oh, one day or? I wish really I wish yeah I want to yeah in Europe yeah. it's already like people in I think in Norway they already set something up like that and um the Czech uh public was asking me like can you come and help us out but Please, states, if you're organizing this, you should be asking me because it was my first of all thingy. So then I have a good, tr- <laughs> good reason to come to the states. But <laughs> no, yeah, I, w- I wish I could make it international. That would be so great. But I think, um, I think everybody is able to do something like this. Like it doesn't need to be big from the start. It, you just need to share what you wanna. Yeah, what you want to do? Like, what what do you want to accomplish? Like, I want to raise money, and like, I don't know. It's a slogan we use. Like, together we try to hit cancer out of the world, and of course, the hitting part is really fun because like we're literally like we're really doing it, and we want to do it with the money. So it's both ways. But yeah, like if you want to like have a yard sale and donate that money to whatever fundraising thing you want to do it like do it it's good to do something back for other people for sure so as we wind this up so where can people kind of find more about you and what you're up to even like social media or any websites or yeah anything we can... i'm mostly on my instagram and i really am thinking about building my own website but i don't know it's it's kind of a i'm a girl that really wants to do something a full like the 120 percent or not at all and I feel like because I also have a job on the side and I also have other obligations that I I don't want to do it the halfway. So I'm like, if people try want to connect me, just find me on Instagram and I, we can talk about anything because I'm open to anything. But yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about a website, but I don't know yet. One day we'll, we'll plan it out. Yeah, because I'm more, if I'm, if I'm going to do more, then I'm going to be probably going to make some YouTube videos instead of blogging, I think, because speaking for me and giving presentations and, I don't know, being with people is more my thing than just typing because I'm, I don't know, I can, I can make myself more clear, I think, when, I'm, when I speak. You have a really dope story, Ginger. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird to tell me that my, my dad got cancer and his kidney well, thingy part is a good story, but I know what you mean because yeah. it is a good story. I realized that while I can laugh about it and I can tell that he's still alive. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think what it's going to do, though, when people hear your story, it's going to inspire more athletes to kind of use their platform. Cause I think a lot of athletes in their state, they think because they're not, you know, a big name athlete that they, they they can't make a difference but i think but hearing your story and how like you're in a small country you're, in a, you're playing a sport that isn't the most popular in your country how you're real how you save lives just by you know being authentic and real i think that's something people really can really gravitate towards that's yeah awesome. yeah that's my whole thing we're all somebody everybody is a somebody and everybody counts that's why i did it because everybody can make a difference that's yeah the, the main thing and i like that you see that that's perfect. I think that's a great point to end on right there. You know, we're all somebody, it doesn't matter if we're high school, college, pro, semi-pro, you know, popular on the bench or whatnot. I think that's something important that you said. Like, we're all somebody, we can all, we can all make a difference. So, Ginger, I'm gonna, I'll let you go. I know it's pretty late in the Netherlands right now. I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking with and kind of sharing more of your story, and uh, we'll be in touch soon.
Yes, thank you for the talk and we will talk soon. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nine Point Titles of Dream podcast. We can all learn from gender that we can all make a difference. It doesn't matter how big or small our platform may seem or may be. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Till next time, talk to you soon.